Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Gina Bianca podcast, where we talk about life, business, entrepreneurship, the beauty industry, and beyond. My name is Gina Bianca, life and business coach, salon owner, educator, mastermind mentor, and your host of the Gina Bianca podcast. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Gina Bianca podcast. We are in the middle of Salon Ownership Unfiltered, my brand new series where we're interviewing salon owners from all walks of life to inspire salon owners all over the world. And today we have the amazing Cece Wolf Elliott. She is the owner of House of Mavericks, which is a sweet salon. How are you, Cece? I'm great. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much. My pleasure. So let's just jump into it. So tell me a little bit about yourself and like how you got started in the industry. Sure. So um, how I got started in the industry, I've been in the industry for about 14 years. And I was thinking about this and I'm like, wow, I've actually had like quite a few jumps and hops in what seemed like a short amount of time for our industry. And um, I've only worked for two people my whole entire life. Um, I've kind of <laughs> kind of known of I was an out of the box thinker since a really really young kid, and um, I knew that I don't want to sound like haughty, but I knew like I thought of things differently, and I kept my mouth shut a long time. So I didn't find myself comfortable or being able to express who I really am in the majority of traditional salon settings. So when I finally stepped into who I really was as a human being, I knew that I had to have my own space. So even though I am a sweet owner now, I have owned commission salons, employee-based salons, and also have been the manager of a 32-person salon in a chain salon as well. So I've kind of had my hands and my view and my vision opened in many different areas of our industry, which I'm thankful for because I got to see what not to do and what to do. That's amazing. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know you uh, had all that experience. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I always kind of wanted to be on the cleaner side. I actually started in a a beta salon as a receptionist. So (laughs) those ladies, I say, gave me such a high bar and standard that ruined me, but also set my bar so high that I felt like I couldn't accept anything less than that. And they're actually still in business today. And I love them. They have people that I think are there like as of 23 years in the industry that have never left there. And to me as an owner, that says so much that someone will stay for that length of time and actually flourish in that position too. So I love them. They're fabulous. And then I actually ended up working in the very same location that my childhood hairdresser had her salon in. Um, She wasn't there anymore. It was just the physical location, but my little (laughs) neurodivergent mind needed to work in that salon, even though it didn't work the same, there wasn't the same people. And that was a train wreck. I'm not going to try to front. Um, But again, I learned what not to do and also what to do. And then I opened my very own salon. I was like, well, why am I going to get paid this much when I can basically take my little clientele at that time 
pay for a, cha- a chair rental, market the heck out of myself, have my standards be this high, and the clients that were really attracted to that enjoyed it. Um, so I never really minded being weird, being seen as like not doing things normal. And I feel like that slowed my role from progressing in the industry quickly, but also really helped me be who I am and shape who I am and draw those clients in that were looking for something like that. So um, then I sold that salon and I was actually surprised that someone was going to buy it. We had five people bidding on it, which was a complete blessing because in my town, there's a salon like every half a mile or a dime a dozen. And that was a, a blessing. And then I went to go work for the big chain salon and I knew very quickly that it wasn't for me, but I believed that I was there for a reason. So I tried to turn that around to the positive, learned a lot of like that business part, created amazing relationships that I still talk to some of those people today. And again, tried to see like what people don't want, how to not treat people, how to treat people. Um, I'm really big into servant leadership. I asked myself like how I would want to be treated. How do I show up every day? And like, you know, I know you're big into this, Gina, of creating value, not just for us as artists, but for your clients. And that's what I try to do for the people that have the sweets for me now, but also for my, also for my clients. Like, how do I show up for you in a way that you're wanting that you may not even know or be able to put into words? So that's kind of in the shortest condensed version. Like that's, that's my true North every day is how do I show up for myself, but also for others in a genuine, compassionate way that feeds value into them. Love that. So I've been asking all the salon owners this and, um, everyone has such different answers, which has been awesome. Do you have any like business training or schooling, or are you solely going off of your experience in the beauty industry? So I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm like atypical, like a lot of people that open salons. I was like, I can float the bills on my own if no one comes and rents for me. And there was an opportunity and that's a whole nother story. Like that's mind blown story that I still pinch myself about. Um, I had no training. My husband is a numbers guy himself. And I went in and then um, I'm pretty sure you're, you were in Thrivers, right? With Brit, Brit Ziva. No, I love Brit, but I'm not, I, okay. I, I think, uh, no, okay, <laughs> I, love, sorry. I love Brit. I yeah. love Brit. Um, I listen to her podcast all the time. She's amazing. Yes. I love so her. So that was when I jumped into the salon world, like six months later, I was like, yo, I got no idea what I'm doing. Like I can create good hair. I can talk to people, but I have no idea on that end, like what I'm doing. So I listened to the podcast for a while and I was like, I'm jumping in. Like we could barely afford it, but I was like, I'm jumping in. Like if I don't, I feel like I'm in sync and I dove hard into it. And I knew that I could be like a flitterly butterfly and be like, oh, this person's outlets talking about this and this person. And I was like, nope, I'm keeping it right here. I'm keeping it tunnel vision. I'm going all in because this is what resonates with me and what I need at the moment. So that was a huge, huge part. And as I shifted and grew and then got into therapy with all the onion layers, and I feel like a lot of people that, you know, a lot of 
creatives have a lot of trauma that go into blessing other people's and we have our own onion to kind of peel back the layers and getting to that and then going into higher paid coaching and um, mentorship has really helped just cultivate me personally and also spilled into my business. Love that. Okay. So let's talk about House of Mavericks. Tell us about your business model. Sure. So you're going to hear me say it a million times. It's servant leadership. Um, so my business model is to, to show up and serve. I'm, I'm their concierge, right? So as being in um, running my own salon, managing a corporate salon, doing like everything that I could do, also missing my kids like whole life, missing like huge parts of my marriage, missing everything, showing up to a party, to scheduling around that. I was like, what if it didn't have to be that way? What if like, what if you could have a suite, but also have support, right? So I was like, well, what if we could do all the back end stuff? Not like numbers, unless they want us to hook them up with someone to do that. But what if we could take all of like the landscaping stuff and the recycling and you just pay a flat fee and not all these different bills and they can go home, they can be the talent and then they can go home, work on their business, but also have a freaking life. And that was my passion about that to show up. So if they need something, we're there instantly. If we can't be, we have five people lined up that can take care of it for them. So the one thing that I have found is a common denominator in any salon setting, whether it's chair rental, employee-based, or salon suites, is everyone wants support in some form or fashion. It just depends on the person where they are in their walk and their trust with people. If they've been, excuse my mouth, fucked over in our industry with by people, like you have to cultivate those relationships trust they have to learn how to trust you and you have to freaking follow through every damn time and sometimes that takes a while to create and i feel like in the suite section we have tons of people opening suites that don't have a huge purse bank rolling them and they're like why aren't people showing up suites are like all the rage i'm like because they don't trust you it's not enough just to have a place to work anymore People want a relationship. They want to be heard, valued, seen, and supported. So I say, we're in your business as much or as little as you want us to be, right? Whatever you need, we'll figure it out. And if I don't know everything, because I don't, I'll pay my lawyer or we'll get a business coach or we'll do whatever and we'll figure it out so you can live the life and business that you want. Like, that's my heart. Like, I want to be there to support so people can not just have the business, but the life that they want behind it. Love that. Now, do you own the building? Are you renting the building? No, I don't own the building. I've asked six times. They won't sell it to me. How many suites are in there? Oh, gosh. So it's not a traditional suite setting. So we go from single all the way to luxury suites. We have two two full salons that have shut down and have brought their entire team with them, which is amazing. Yeah. So we love being able to knock down walls and have people go from singles to doubles. So right now we have 22 um, different people in our, in our spaces. And we're taking on an additional 2,500 square feet in January because I want a huge space for education. Love that. So yeah, we have seven educators with us. And just yesterday, actually at 2 PM today, um, one of our major supply houses that it's been open for 41 years, literally told their employees yesterday, like we're, we're, I'm retiring. I sold to Cosmo Prof and everyone's like, up in arms, all the education has been like just on hold for now until they figure those things out. And um, I was like, wow, it couldn't be like 
cultivated or created to be a better time to be able to offer that space to people. Totally. So what's the vibe like there? I mean, obviously they're supported, but they all have their Mm -hmm. own brands, right? So how do you keep it all together? Like cohesive or do you? Um, Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll tell you one time we didn't, but those people are now gone. Um, We do. It's again, I think it's just cultivating those relationships, really encouraging them to talk amongst each other and to really support each other. It's really cool to see like there's a couple of people that don't want to cut anymore. So the people that do, they're having collaborations and actually putting it on social media like, hey, you can come to me for a three, four hour, you know, color correction. But to be honest, I really don't want to see you after that. And you're probably not getting the best haircut, but you can go to this person and they'll film it together. And the the client now feels like, wow, these people are so evolved that they don't have to take, 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 or like several of them do different extension methods. And they're like, oh, so you're not a candidate for this, but blank does this really good. Let's hook you guys up. They'll go into each other's suites. They'll talk about it. Um, I really the vibe is abundance. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that comes with, you know, me feeding into them, but also encouraging them at the same time, but also being that example of like, hey, how can we collaborate outside of the suites to bring in like our community of your little tiny circle? Let's make it larger. Right. Yeah. So, so that's yeah, gonna bring me an example. Yeah, that's gonna bring me to another question. Cause like, how do you get there with that kind of culture? Like, what's your daily role? So you said you're the servant leader, you show up for them. Yeah. Like, what's your daily role? But like, what do you guys do outside of the suites to like get everyone to like get to know each other? Like, how often are you doing meetups? Like, what kind of stuff do you mm-hmm. guys do as a community? There are so many coaches out there and there are so many people telling you how to make $100,000. I want to share with you that it's very important to look into who is teaching you because if they have not achieved what you want to achieve, you got to be really, really careful of the pipe dream that's promised. Over the last two years, me and my business partner, Olivia Thompson, also known as OMG Artistry, have created a course, a program, a lifestyle, a how-to guide for educators and influencers. This program is called Educate with Influence. It's a fantastic program that goes through the what, why, and how to become an educator in the beauty industry. We saw early on that there is a huge gap There's amazing educators where nobody knows who they are, and there's incredible influencers who don't know how to deliver a message. And in today's day and age, you need both skill sets. You need to be an incredible marketer if you want to be an educator, and you really need to be able to deliver a message and tell a story as an influencer. We've created this course to help bridge the gap. We want to help you on your journey of becoming an educator with influence. If you're interested in Educate with Influence, visit www.educatewithinfluence.com for more information about our program and how to sign up. How do you talk about damage with your clients? Damage causes that frizzy, dull, and lackluster look. I love to fix all damage concerns with K18. 
Using K18 with all services reverses damage for better, longer lasting results between salon visits. Powered by Biotech, K18's patented molecular repair technology powers deeper, lasting repair in just two steps. Their Pro Mask and Mist are loved by top stylists globally, and I know you will love K18 too. Upgrade your services and your clients' routines with professional pricing at Salon-Centric, K18HairPro.com, or through your local K18 distributor. I want to tell you guys about the best kept secret in the beauty industry, Marlow Beauty Supply. I used to spend so much time searching for the salon essentials I needed at the best prices that worked for my business. As soon as I found Marlow, the search was over. Marlow Beauty Supply is a one-stop shop that is only for beauty professionals, meaning their prices are super low and they don't sell to your clients. Their shipping is so fast and ordering is easy. Just make a free account at marlowbeauty.com or place an order by phone with their amazing customer care team. They ship right to you, leaving you more time for your business. Head to marlowbeauty.com to create your free account and to start shopping for all of your salon and spa needs. So we don't do a lot of meetups because I think you can imagine that many people like living their own lives and kids and extra stuff. It's really hard. We try to do that once or twice a year. I usually surprise them. So their biggest one and I got like a huge, you would have thought I told them I all won the lottery by this, but I got them um, all mini branding shoots in January. So when they slow down, they can kind of clean their suites. We had that done and they're like, oh my gosh, I would have never taken the extra cash to do this for myself. Thank you so much. Um, checking in with them, whether if it's via text or email, letting them know like if someone's going to be in to clean the suites or like do any work, just being like that. We also have a daily, weekly and monthly rental. So if people don't have a lot of clientele yet, and but they don't want to do quote unquote kitchen or basement hair, they can come in and do that. We have people that come in for weddings to do makeup that used to live here that comes back and they don't want to do hair in their, you know, family's kitchen. So they rent out the suite um, or just building like you don't have to front that you have a suite, like you actually have a suite, you don't have to tell someone that's a daily rental. And um, so they know that as well. And also just like knocking like, hey, can I grab some video of you for social today? Um, and they're like, yeah, and that kind of breaks up the behind closed doors just with one person. Um, also, I'm super respectful. So if someone is taking like a wig off or they have a hijab on, like I just, I make sure to text before just like barging in, obviously, and just communication, 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 taking the time that when I see those things happening in my community, that I know that maybe it's anxiety driven to like be, be there for them, ask them how they're feeling about that try to always spin it in a positive direction for them because in this world of people like, how dare they? Oh my goodness. I'm like, well, if you have the right to put away for retirement and you actually want to retire one day, so does this person like, and it was, a it was a buyout. So you can't expect someone to give you all in if you're being quiet and then just whamming and like telling people what you're doing, they did the same thing. And they probably put really, a lot of time, effort, and attention into taking care of their people. It's not like they showed up in the community for 41 years and then we're just like, see you later, sucker. Wait, hold on. You lost me. 
I, I stopped and had an ADD moment at branding shoots. <laughs> you bought them all branding shoots? Yeah. Oh, that's so nice for 25 people. Yeah. That's amazing. They were like yeah. freaking out about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm really big into asking them and people in general, like, what's your love language? Like a client, you kind of need to know when you're around them. You may not ask them, but you, you listen to things, right? So do people like words of affirmation? Do they like gifts? Is it time? Is it touch? So just yeah. Um, two days ago, I'll like buy a card and, and I'll write something in it to a, a, a guest, a salon artist, and I'll slip, you know, their favorite. I know they like Starbucks or they like Dunkin' or maybe it's our local coffee house. And I slip a 20 or 5 or $50 gift card in there and leave it for them. So when they come in, like, who doesn't love to know, like, oh my gosh, she remembered I like Dunkin' over Bucks. And she took the time to hand write something for me. She listened to me when my son was sick and you didn't get it. And here's like a extra, you know, thing to a sauna to sweat it out for you. Like those little things that you're heard and matter. And people are like, wait, if they're sweet owners, I'm like, uh-huh, they're humans. They take care of people every day and they rarely get taken care of. So those little tiny things that take me no time at all, but to just be present and listen and give back are huge. Again, how would I want to be treated? I love that. So, okay. Amazing. So obviously you're taking great care of your people, even though they're independent and even though they're sweet Mm -hmm. owners, right. You're still treating them, you know, with you're like, I'm not going to say you're spoiling them, but you're just loving (laughs) on them. Right. It's amazing. I try. I try. Um, So another question I had was what makes your salon different, but that you've already answered multiple times. Um, But I have a question. Where do you find your renters? Like, so for a salon owner listening who has a suite owner salon or who has a salon with suites or they have booth rental, like, how are you finding people? I mean, I'm sure you're getting a lot of word of mouth referrals from your existing people, but like, if Uh, you have suites open, like, how are you marketing them? Honestly, I put it on our, our, stories or I go back into so as of right now we have over 1200 inquiries in our in our city that want more information I need more money and I've been searching for more locations on different sides of the city but it's hard because um getting away from that it's cultivation of relationships it's just like being social knowing who people are getting out into the community hearing people's like Maybe I'll think about moving. Maybe this isn't working for me anymore because they don't have part-time rental. They have a, a a room in the back of the salon, but it's still not mine. Like my people got to walk through it to get there. It, they don't feel like it's really theirs, right? It's still in someone else's. So the reason I have a totally different suite that is in the building, but it's mine. And it's branded completely different than the House of Mavericks. And a Maverick is an out-of-the-box thinker, ding. Mm-hmm. And I wanted people to think like they have all their own rooms and it's theirs. They're all decorated different. They, it blows me away. But really, it's about cultivating of relationships, showing up and putting in the time and really hearing people's out, hearing people out of what they want their business to be, but what they want their life to be. It really is time and investment. I love that. And then what about like when you're interviewing these people, do you have any red flags you look out for? I like to call them yellow flags. 
<laughs> I like so to call yellow, them flags. yellow flags. Yeah, I like to call them yellow flags. Um, I I do. When someone just shoots me a DM and they're like, "How much?" Right? How much? And that that's a, a definitely a yellow flag. They may just be looking for you know price because they may think they can't afford it because they've done a Google search of how much a suite traditionally is in the United States. We're like 70% less. I could charge way more. I choose not to. I need to make a living because every time I take on more space, I take a quarter to a half a day from behind the chair um, with everything else that I do because I want to do it exceptionally well. Um, so you're still behind the chair full-time or part-time or no two and a half days a week. Nice. Two and a half days a week. I love what I do. Um, it's not just hair that I do. I've, you know, I'm a clean stylist and that's shifted into a lot of scalp care and a lot of hair growth stuff that deals with gut health. So, um, that passion for me has shifted in my life as well. I love that. So, yellow flags would be people who maybe just slide in your DMs without saying hello. <laughs> yeah, I will say like our website is ridiculously simple. Um, I don't think because everyone is an owner for themselves, I need to feature them on the website. We've had conversations about that. That just takes more money and time and resources away from things that actually benefit them um, that they should have. So it's basically a landing page and fill this out and you'll be contacted. Awesome. Everything else, when they're on social, they can see what we provide. Like the our social, you get the pic. Like everyone's taking photos of each other. You, you'll get the picture of the picture of the video. Like that's what they'll just all jump in. It's you get the overwhelming feeling of a uh, sense of community that people actually care and that you're taken care of. Love it. So if you were talking to a stylist, like maybe a younger stylist who they're thinking about opening a salon or opening a model like you have, like what advice would you give them? I actually did this um, two weeks ago. So one of the things that I'm also passionate about is hearing people out, whether they're still in school to all the way 30 years in the business and you know life happens. So I sat down with someone and she graduated three months ago, started at one of the most prestigious salons in Rochester. And she knew right away that it wasn't for her. Like she has a very distinctive goal in mind. And um, it was really cool to like hear someone that young, like know what she wants to do, like hard, fiery. And I loved it. And she quit. She gave him a tour. She's like, I'm sorry. It's amazing. You have an amazing place, but I can't grow and evolve to what I want to be here. So she's figuring it out. And I was like, whether well, if it's here or somewhere else, like if you need that paycheck, you need that security right now, then let's get you hooked up. Let's, let's, let's get you there. Um, and that's the good thing about knowing other salon owners and commission people in Rochester's I will refer, like, go get that, like, go do those things. I know the people that are going to pour in that actually have assistant programs, like not just said programs, but written out actual learning programs. But what advice would you give somebody who they want to open a house of Mavericks? Like, what would you tell somebody like a tough love advice? Just like honest. Sure. Um, so if someone wanted to open a servant leadership salon suite, um, 
saying that like exactly what I do is honest, die to self. You got to die to self every day and show up. You got to do the work. Sometimes you have to say the things that don't want to say. Sometimes you have to keep your mouth shut and walk away. You have to know the people. You have to do the hard work internally. So you don't think take things personally when someone else is offended by their own traumas and really be show up and be that leader because you want them to do better because you only have two hands and you can only do so much, but the more people you help, the more people that they can help and so on and so forth. So do you think everybody's capable of servant leadership? I don't feel like everyone's capable of that. I don't. I really how don't. Do you, how do you balance like servant leadership with being a people pleaser? Yeah. Recovering people pleaser here. A hundred percent. Um, Therapy has been huge for me. Like I said, uh, own past trauma from past addiction, really crappy childhood, wanted to always people please. I feel like empaths especially can draw those people in because they see it. They're like, oh, they're not well, right? Draw them in. So to be able to take care of yourself. And I love that picture of you can't pour from an empty cup, but I like to take that one step further when you have that and you've reached that level of enlightenment of why the hell do we get to the point of an empty cup? You're supposed to pour out like the overflow from that cup is supposed to go out and bless others. Like you never supposed to be completely on empty because then you're not giving a hundred percent of what you could be giving. Like the outpour of what that is, is that blessing so that you don't also don't get to quote unquote freaking burnout. Like it's, it doesn't have to happen. I like that visual because you they say like you can't pour from an empty cup and then you have the visual of like an empty cup pouring nothing. And then I love that you just said like it should be the overflow. And like some people might feel like they don't even deserve to have a full cup or they might feel like it, I think it comes down to like feeling like you deserve to take care of yourself and like ev- all the things that you may want, like everything you're saying is so amazing, Cece. It's very idealistic. It's like very like this is how it should be. And it should be like that. But like for a lot of people, they have nothing left to give and they end up like people pleasing themselves to death. So it's like that's like an interesting thought to take away is like, where is my cup? Is it full? Is it empty? Is it halfway? Like, what can I do to get it full? And like, do I even believe I deserve for it to be full? Because like for people like you and me, we want to bless others. Like I want to give people the best possible place to work, all of the opportunities I can, all of the experiences I can, all of the gifts and blessings and all of those things. But I literally cannot do that if I'm on empty. 100%. I could not agree with you more. And I feel like that culture of it resonated with people with that empty cup. And now that feeling of like, it's just that cup that's bubbling over, it's spilling over, it's never ending, will be that next evolution of what that is for people to take care of themselves. And I love being able, that's what I teach in my salon. So a lot of people come in for breathing exercise classes, we start off with head massages, and just powering down and allowing for that space for someone to feel heard, loved and seen and to let go. It hasn't been without fighting myself, feeling I wasn't worthy. Oh God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, picking and screaming sometimes 
because I didn't feel worthy or like I didn't have that to give to someone like who the hell is going to listen to me all those mind things and to be to finally find that therapist and work through years and decades of just garbage and literally being told almost every day I should have aborted you you will amount to nothing all those things too I still freaking pinch myself that this is my life and I still have like a huge, um, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, it, it seems surreal to me. So crap, sorry. You've got, and, and it's like, it's just the beginning, right? <sighs> yes. Yes. So to hear people and especially people going from employee-based commission into salon chair rentals or suites, if they don't take care part and nourish that part, it goes into not charging your worth or emotional discounting or all of those things. And you can still love someone hard, do hear their cries, hear their sufferings, but they're still coming to you for a service and they know they have to pay you. Like working through all of that stuff and also telling that individual that they are worthy, not just the person sitting in your chair, laying on your table or getting their nails done, but to that professional as well. And that's kind of what I've been cultivating and working on and not done yet. But I feel like that's a part of our industry that we really need to explore and love people at. It's amazing. It's cool, Stacey, because when I did on my Instagram stories, uh, I was like, who do you guys want to hear from uh, for this series? You got tagged a lot of times and like nobody got tagged more than once except you. So it shows like your I think wow. it, they were your staff or your employees or something. And it was nice because it's like, you know, you could tell that you're making an impact and making a difference mm -hmm. and that more people, you know, that's the stylists who you currently work with want other stylists to have the experience they're having. Cause it's so amazing. So I appreciate all of your time and sharing all of this. You definitely inspired me. I think my staff is about to get the most lit Christmas present ever <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with a branding shoot. Don't quote Oh my me. gosh. I've been <laughs> amazing, <laughs> but no, it's a good idea. And you know, it does benefit the salon too, because we can get some 100%. amazing stuff for the website and you know, a lot of them, they wouldn't do that for their business. So you inspired me. That was one of the big takeaways for me. Um, but I love it. And it was so nice catching up with you. Congratulations on your new expansion and everything. Thank I know you. this is only the beginning. So thank you. Can you tell everyone where to find you, how to follow along? Sure. So House of Mavericks is house underscore of underscore Mavericks. Mavericks is spelled incorrectly, of course, because we're out of the box thinkers. M-A-V-R-I-K-S. And that is um, the suites. And mine is Rock's main attraction as in hair, um, which they kind of don't go hand in hand. If you want to know more about what I do as a stylist that I can help you kind of excuse my mouth, unfuck yourself. I'm glad <laughs> to do so. Love it. Amazing. Thank you so also much, Gina. <laughs> My Thank pleasure. You. Also, I was looking for like recommendations for low tox color and just because just I'm pregnant and I was like, I want to like, yeah, wearing it. You also were tagged multiple times. <laughs> you have like, you know, a lot of raving fans. So um, mm -hmm. keep doing what you're doing. You're amazing. I'm so grateful for you. And then we'll have to save the uh, low tox and all the cool stuff that you do for hopefully another episode if you're open. Oh to my gosh. I would love that so much. It's <laughs> also a huge part of my heart. So thank you Amazing. so much for doing this. I hope this, not just this episode, but everything that you're doing really hits the ears of the people that they need to at the time they need to, and that they sit and truly be present with it. And, um, 
thank you for doing that, everything that you do and following your heart because you're on a roll, but I know it also can be really hard and lonely at the top sometimes. Oh, you know, just cruising along, (laughs) (laughs) just cruising along. I have my ups and downs too, but you know, I love talking to other salon owners. Like I'm a huge fan of salon owners all business model, no matter what you do. Um, I'm like the biggest advocate for salon owners because I am one. I understand I'm not perfect. And I always love connecting with salon owners because I just feel like when you're a salon owner and you talk to other salon owners, you just know you're cut from the same cloth. You get it. It's a different Mm -hmm. type of conversation. So that's why I wanted to bring this series to other salon owners. So they feel less alone, more connected and have more resources. Like now, like people know your resource, right? It's amazing. So again, I appreciate all of your time. Thank you everybody for listening. Y'all are the best. Make sure you share this episode, leave a rating and review, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to Salon Ownership Unfiltered. This series has been so fun to record. I've learned so much from all of the amazing guests, and I'm so grateful that I'm able to provide this amazing free resource to all of you. It wouldn't be possible without all of my sponsors, my mastermind group, and Educate with Influence because those amazing people and businesses support this free education. So please check out all the sponsors. Visit ginabianca.com slash podcast to get all of the information and more resources attached to this episode. I would also love to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you're loving the podcast. All right, that's it. I'll talk to you guys soon and hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you on the next one.